Amazing. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right, there it is. How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jamie Filer, and I'm joined today by Matthew Park, Laurent DT, the tech engineer. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, Jamie. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Doing awesome, Jamie. Ready to fire up here and get her rocking. Looking forward to it. Amazing. I'm super excited. We are coming off a very powerful platinum call all about systems and scaling. So that is obviously a topic we're going to have to dive into in future podcasts. But in the meantime, I thought it would be prudent to bring both of you on to talk about strategy and psychology, since that's essentially what each of you do. Those are your respective superpowers as it relates to rejection. You know, in the summer months, it is very quiet in most industries, but especially in the fitness industry, because people are enjoying beers and barbecues with their family. Um, and But even then, when we do get people on sales calls, often we get no's because that's just not the focus for them in August. That's not how they want to be spending their time. So with that being said, let's let's dive right in. Matthew, what? I mean, you've been in the fitness industry Decades, sir. Decades. Um, what is it about summer? Why do people just say goodbye? That is a great question, Jamie. And I think the biggest thing is some people uh, look at that as their time to reboot their batteries. Maybe that's what like, that's almost what we obviously think or term it as. Mm -hmm. But you should be able to reboot your batteries, reboot them in March, in October, in February, whichever time that oh, you choose wow. to do so. Right. So. It's literally, are you following the norm or are you looking at being exceptional and really like, almost like I would say taking control of your calendar, your life, um, when you want to have work days, off days, recharge days and planning days, right? So entrepreneurial coaches, which usually are five or 10% of the population, maybe five or 10 in that ballpark, mm. they plan their years, you know, um, out with those sort of blocks. But I find, again, no pun here. Average coaches take summers off because they're being average. Hate to be blunt about it, but it's just the yeah. truth. <laughs> yeah. Laurent, thoughts about uh, why people take summers off, why the, why it turns into a ghost town online? Oh, you know, I think uh, summer is the, the, um, is the time for people to be social. And, you know, they, they've been, you know, they've been added, let's say, um, during the entire winter and like a part of spring. And now they just want to let go, you know, they just want to let loose, have some fun, you know, let go of the reins. But then what happens is because they let go of the reins, they actually pile up some lifestyle debt that they're going to owe themselves uh, right after summer is over. So then, you know, obviously it's a, it's a part where as a fitness coach, it would be easy to, put your, your foot off the gas a bit, you know, and uh, just lay back and be like, this is normal and natural. You know, uh, I'm just going to let, let loose. But 
if you're a high achiever, you're going to find ways to, to, to make it work and to actually leverage this, you know? So, um, yeah, so I have, I have lots of good stuff, uh, in that regards for sure. Um, let's wait, let's do it. Let's segue into the next question. Instead of taking your foot off the gas, how do you lean in Matthew? How do you lean in when you don't see the horizon? Mm, I like that, Jamie. Well, here's one thing. The beaches are the quietest in February. But the busiest in August. Yeah. So with leaning in, I would say it's leaning into looking at your future business plan. And I would say as opposed to putting your gas all the way down, you're always keeping your foot on the gas in some regard, right? Mm -hmm. So you're always consistent. You're putting in these things into place, like the SOPs, James, the processes, you know, the things that Laurent does and you do, and we all do in TRM and certain or certain niches. And then when you want to take time off, maybe it's in October for two weeks, you do yeah. it with your family and you enjoy the an amazing time. So leaning in means being different and not being average or being the same like everybody else is. And actually, I believe August is opportunity month. Okay. So is December. Okay, hold that thought, Laurent. Tell me about some of some of your strategies. Oh yeah. Um, the, well, the first thing I would say is you know go with the flow. It's easy when you're having less results uh, to blame it on the fact that it's summer and oh my god, um, you know it's it's normal and natural and uh, I'm at the effect of it all and there's nothing I could do. Right? It would be easy to think like this, but. The other thing you could do is just take it like, okay, where are things flowing at? You know, where are things going at? What, what's the general flow? And how can I go along with it? You know, and leverage uh, this flow uh, and put it to my advantage. So uh, a good example for that would be, hey, you know, with summer and people wanting to live an epic lifestyle that's fun and, you know, where they can enjoy it, we have a TRM client her name is Lauren. And what she did is come up with, hey, I'm going to put out a lead magnet. It's going to be called a, you know, weekend wonder woman where you can enjoy your life, have fun, you know, and still make uh, smart choices to enhance your lifestyle, get results. And yeah. next thing you know, it was summer and she, she knocked it out of the park. Let's just put it this way. No pun intended for you, Matthew, right there. But <laughs> so go with the flow, you know, and, and set up your business in a way where it's, it's on the beach where the people are, you know, what, what, what's the, what's the best place to put a lemonade, lemonade stand when it's hot, warm, you know, and, and beautiful outside, you put it on the beach, you know, put, put, yeah. put it on the beach, uh, go with the flow, go where people are. If they're outside, make that your, your content, heck, go outside yourself and do content yourself, right? Just like you, you did Jamie on the beach when I, on the, by the pool and so on. So go with the flow and uh, yeah, position yourself where people can see you and heck, take advantage of what it is you do while you're here. I love that. I love that. And and I will add uh, something we're often taught in TRM Gold is, you know, there are chapters and seasons where we're working on the business and in the business. And, you know, we set it up in terms of build it, book it on a day by day, week by week basis. But we can even look at it on a month by month basis, perhaps the month of July. 
might be focused on working on the business since there isn't as much to do in the business. The month of August, whereby the month of January, obviously we can put our intention to working in the business. So see it as an opportunity, just like Lauren did, to spend all of this time creating free PDFs, batching uh, your Instagram stuff, working on pipe um, TRM engine copy, that kind of thing in order to go hard starting in September, January, et cetera. Let's talk about you get on a sales call and it doesn't quite work out. No, before that, Matthew, how do you prime yourself for a sales call? How do you create this bulletproof energy? So regardless of the outcome, you're okay. Going into the call, thinking about them first. So priming uh, can come into language, come into how you prime yourself, of course, from even like a body standpoint, how your body moves, what you're doing. Maybe it's a push-up. Maybe it's how you use your language, whatever basically it is. I always go into a sales call with conviction before I go into the call. So I usually will recite some sort of affirmation or language for a few seconds, maybe a minute, whatever basically is basically convicting how I'm going to serve this person, right? How I'm going to go to this call because people smell confidence. People also smell when you're being desperate. Yeah. But if you go into the call and actually are serving this person, you know, you know, you're like this, Jamie. So is Laurent even Alan talked this on the call with our platinum call on top about just going in there, adding value to people. This will present itself into people wanting to work with you. Sure. So to me, rejection actually is more of like, it's just like now maybe isn't the right time. Well, tomorrow could be. So guess yeah. what? Keep taking care of that person. Right. And, but if we can go into the conversation or go into our video or go into the group meeting in a place where we are primed to serve with a good energy, language, conviction, everyone else feels it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Laurent, how has your take on rejection changed since you stopped being just the guy who sets up the engine as the guy who now sells the engine? Mm, that's a big one. You know, um, when you're when you're a fitness coach or heck when you own a business and have to do sales you're going to be faced with the possibility of rejection that's just it's yeah. just a fact you know it's like um, um yeah so um to answer to answer your question is basically um you know i see my my business as you, you know a service that's well positioned you know so the way my business is set up with the TRM engine is basically Hey, it, it, it's part of the TRM ecosystem, you know? So, and obviously it serves its purpose and it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a living part, living and breathing part of the business now. And, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of, most people who join TRM end up getting the TRM engine. So the positioning of the business is good. Now, how that translates to you who are listening to this and who are a fitness coach is basically how is your business positioned to receive the clients? And how does that, you know, relate to rejection and so on? Well, people come to you because you have a way of coaching them that is suitable for them, right? Say they hop on a call with you. There's a reason for that. They've been watching your content. They've been uh, digesting it. And at some point they realize, hey, this coach might be a good fit for me. So I'm going to apply for coaching with that person. So already there, I think you did 80% of the job. And at this point, when you're on the call with them, you know your well position. They filled out a form to, to hop on a call with you. So you have their information. You got everything you need. 
It's basically like a, a slow ball that's being thrown at you, just waiting to be knocked out of the park at this point. No pun intended again. So, so then at this point, it's really not about you. you. It's really just about them. How can you just be there to receive them, confirm to them that the service is right, present to them how it works, tell them how much it costs, and what's going to happen when they say yes? That's all you got to do, really. For the rest of your systems, your marketing beforehand, did all the work for you. So it's really not about you. So if you do everything you can on this call and it doesn't pan out, you're good. You know, you did what you had to do, yeah. you know. So all you can do is all you can do in that regards. Just make sure all you can do is all optimized and beautiful and you, you're good. You're good rejection-wise, you know. You can feel if, good about yourself. You did it. <laughs> if I can, uh, I feel like I just keep quoting the TRM slides, but there is a specific slide that stands out that says, make sure that what you do is customer-centric, not product-centric. Because if it's just product centric, you're not selling anything differently. But if you're focusing on the individual, then you're almost making it silly for them to say no. Like how could they possibly reject what you've customly built? It's like you building them a custom house and them saying, ah, you know what? I don't know. You're like, what do you it's literally been customized for you? You asked for it. I built it. Right. So Laurent, I totally hear you. Right customer centric, not product centric. So let's dive in a little bit more, right? We do everything we can, right? We abide by the second agreement. Don't take anything personally. If it's a no, it probably has nothing to do with you unless you know that your communication was unclear because you did a game tape review and re-listened to your sales call. Um, but you got the no, you got the big N-O. What do we do? What do we do emotionally, spiritually, mentally, Matthew? What? How do you walk away from an L? Mm. Mm. First off is if everything was, of course, taken care of communication wise, the next step email was done, you nurtured them properly, keep nurturing them. Okay. And that might seem like really, but okay, here's the thing though. If you believe the client maybe wasn't a fit for the product, the service, the coaching, whatever it might be, you're, you're of course you're providing, then that might, 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 of course might not be a, a fit for the business model, but if they were a fit, some people do need time to process. And even with the best sales, sales techniques, maybe they need a month to process, whatever, a couple of weeks, whatever, basically it is. We've had clients come into RM, Jamie, of course, you know, this who took four or five months to really to, to get a yes. And we just kept nurturing. They kept watching our podcast. This podcast probably has resulted in how many signups because people will go listen to our shows or our clients or you guys because they hear what we're putting out. It put it, we put in hours of work, right? So right. it's literally, to me, it's all being routine because in this social media age now, there is so much information. People do want like customer-centric experiences. Yeah, They want yeah. to feel personal. They want to feel like they're a part of a community they're, they're taken care of. So that's where we come in as being very different in the industry. Of course, we grow smart as we scale this business where clients come first as yep. we serve them. And I feel as people will sniff that out because no might just mean, you know what? I just need two more weeks. You know, it's yeah. a tough time right now. No problem. We'll keep taking care of you. So I look at it as no just means not yet. No just means keep taking care of them. But if they aren't a fit, then I wish you all the best. You are awesome. Take care of yourself and wish you all the, somebody else better, a bit better. Who knows what, right? Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Um, 
I'm going to circle back because there's a part two to that, but I want to go to Laurent because Matthew, you mentioned the next step email. You mentioned nurturing. Laurent, you were the guy in charge of setting up those campaigns for people. What, what does that next step email look like? What does a nurturing campaign look like when someone has said no? Mm, that That's a great one. You know, uh, going back to just what Matthew said, and, and then I'm going to lead in, lean into that. Um, to me, no isn't a no. It's a not yet. You mm. know, specifically as the lead is qualified and they came to you with the issues that you can help them solve. Yeah. Okay. So what I tell them is you want to make sure you exit the call first on a high note. It's like, hey, you know, no worries. Um, I'm sorry, you know, we weren't, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work out for you now. And that, that's totally fine. To me, it's not a no. It's a not yet. So why don't we, is it, so is it okay if I circle back with you four weeks from now? Is it fine? Yep. Then they're going to say, sure, of course, you know, you, you, you're so kind and you're so inviting and, and I love your energy. Sure. Sure. They're just surprised that you're not like taking it personal <laughs> and just mad. So they're inviting the follow up. Yeah, sure. Totally follow up with me, you know? So then you're nurturing the relationship. You're opening a door to nurture this relationship. Sure. And when you do, and you, Hey, awesome. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll circle back with you and in four weeks. Uh, heck, maybe you want to book a call with them in four weeks if you feel like they're really close to saying yes or not. So that's what you want to do first is open up the door at the end of the sales call. And then yeah. in your backend system, because you have the TRM engine and the CRM is, is, is all set and, you know, you're taken care of in that regards. So you want to go in the engine and just initiate what's called a campaign or workflow. That's basically just a series of contact points like emails and SMS that are, that are going to go, go out and just surf off of this high note that you left the client uh, off at yeah. the end of your call. Right. So that could be in five minutes, you know, five minutes after the call. Hey, uh, Jamie, it was so good to, to finally meet you, spend some time with you on the call. I hope you got some value. Uh, obviously, you know, um, I'll, I'll keep following up with you and so on and so forth. You want to keep on this high note and then just maybe tell them, I sent you a recap of the offer in your email. You know, if your offer is very well templated and, you know, it's always the same and you're consistent with it, you can have an email with the recap of the offer. Yeah. You know, if ever you, you know, you, you, you say, hey, I'm ready in the end, let's do it. And you have all the details, it's covered right here. And then you want to have maybe, you know, seven to 12 touch points between now and your next manual follow-up and whatnot with them. And that could be client successes. Uh, that could be your story. Your story is very, very powerful just because people relate to stories. Yeah. Um, you know, and it could be just added value, like tips that address your target audience, which is them, you know, just keep nurturing them, you know, and Never think like, oh, no, this person said no. My, my, my entire frame is crumbled. Oh, my God. What's the meaning of my life? No, don't, you know, hang tight. You know, you'll be fine. No is just a not yet. Yeah. And just, that's it. Shift your perspective to that. Have your systems back up this frame. And then you can lean on your systems and know that, hey, am I doing all I can possibly be doing? Yes. Okay. Then I'm fine. 
So that brings me to my next question, which is uh, you could get off the phone after a no and contemplate the meaning of life and hate yourself for several days or an hour, or you can, Matthew, what do you do? What do you do after you hear a no? Like emotionally. I love that. Okay. So this is so funny, Jean. What I do, I get off my chair. Yep. I go outside. I'm like, you know what? I'm freaking awesome. I help this person, you know, and this person, you know, it wasn't the right time. It's okay. Just keep taking care of them. Shift the mind. And I don't want to go down the dark hole, like period. It's like, you got to shift it right away. Yeah. Because sometimes we get human and things happen. So you got to literally take charge after that conversation and don't let that know. Like, like Laurent and you just talked about Jay Meister is that personal aspect. You got to say the language. That's yeah. number, that's number one. Number two is, um, give it a, give it a day or two and just, you know, do a small follow-up. Um, Hey, just want to say thank you for your time on that call. I yep. wish you only the best. And whenever you want to come back or you want to explore more in the future, we're always here. We're always here for you. Wish you only the best, you know, and that's basically a warm, like wish out to the person because they might come back in five months or two months or whichever, but that's what I do. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Laurent, how do you handle rejection personally? Okay. Well, you know, um, I think funny enough, it has a lot to do with how much you needed the sale. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, you're in a terrible financial situation and you need this sale and the person says no. And you're just like, oh, my God, I, you know, then you, you crumble because you're like, oh, my God, I really I was desperate to get it. Then and I, you had a big attachment to this outcome. Then, yeah, obviously, you know, it would be very hard to take. Right. Yeah. But if you're, you know, if you, you have a good management of your money, if you, if you're, you have a safe space there and you're, you're good, then you're like, okay, you know, um, that's just part of the game and let's just keep going. You know, if it's, yeah. if it's not this person, it's going to be someone else and that other person is going to be, uh, perfectly fine, you know? So, um, yeah. So, so having been in both situations, just, you know, when I was starting off, it was just a rough ride. Let's just put it this way. And now being a lot more comfortable with the ability to, to, to take rejection properly because, hey, you know, my life, my entire life didn't depend on this call makes it that much easier. So, um, yeah, so so that's really my take on it. It's it's um, it's how it's yeah, it's what's your situation right now? How well are you taken care of in the first place? Make sure you are, you know, yeah. and yep. then head into confidence with the call, do everything you can to, to, you know, to invite that person to say yes. And then if that pans out, you know, not with, not with the right outcome, then, Hey, that's good. It's just yeah. part of the game. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And the, the only thing I'll say to kind of finish it off, close it off, uh, isn't anything that hasn't been said before, but I will echo to do your best. Uh, I know that it might be hard not to let it seem on the call, like your Rent depends on making that sale because yeah. that need and that desperation will absolutely come across. So this circles back to Matthew's original point about coming to the call with a certain posture, with a certain ease about you, a certain air of, listen, I know I have what you want. If you don't see it right now, it says more about you than it does about me. Um, but never make it seem like a call on a call like you need this because people will be able to smell that they'll be able to feel that perfect agreed
Go ahead, Matt. Jim, there's one thing if I could share. So this yeah. might sound a little left field, but whenever I do get a no, I do one more thing. Yeah. I tell myself there's five more coming. Hey. Oh yeah. my God, Matthew. Yeah. Okay, done. Done. <laughs> Guys, oh, thank you so much for being guests on the podcast. I appreciate you both so, so much. Laurent, Matthew, where can people find you? Matthew? At Mind underscore Matthew with one T or trainerrevenuemultiplier.com, baby. There we go. Laurent? Yes, Instagram, Laurent, L-A-U-R-E-N-T dot D-T, like a dream theater. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's where it is. And uh, if, you're, if you're already a Tierra member, you can just, yeah, send, send me a DM and uh, send me a message. Let's chat systems. Uh, I like CTRM as like this u business university, right? And I'm one of the cool teachers. Hey, yeah. So, Open up. Love, love it. All right, guys. We are collectively at Trainer Revenue Multiplier. If you like what you heard, please make sure you rate, subscribe, like, and share this podcast on your social media channels. Follow us, show us some love, and we look forward to talking to you guys all on the next episode. See you later, team. Good job, team. Good job, Jim. <laughs>